Good evening, everybody. Hi atop the west side of Cherry Hill. This is Chuck having, uh, well, wishing you, first of all, a very, very happy uh, Memorial Day break. It went quick. I hope it was great. Relaxing. The weather, could the weather been better? Like, by what degree could the weather possibly have been better? From Thursday on was like four carbon copy days. I was fortunate and blessed enough today to be out on the golf course with Chad Boy, where else would you want to be? I mean, just idyllic weather. Just relaxing, family, granddaughter. You know, when the kids move out, all of a sudden, you're just kind of do what you, you and the wife want to do. Still miss the kids, uh, you know. I'm that guy. Pete's probably still right. I can't get into that too much about what happens when the kids move out. Oh, not really. It's a joke, everybody. But, uh, yeah, it's just when, you know, it, it was great. Just And, you know, of course... Here comes the business world rolling down the turnpike at 300 miles an hour for tomorrow. Just watch game seven of the no home court advantage basketball game seven finals and uh, hats off to the heat that brought the heat for those that say that they lack defense or don't go hard. If the players in the NBA played like they do in postseason, there would be no NBA because these athletes are bigger, stronger, faster, more everything, jump higher, leap, you know, tall. But, I mean, they're just, they're unbelievable specimens, athletes out there. It's not sustainable to play that that pace in the regular season. It's just not sustainable. But they do in the postseason, and they break down. Everybody breaks down. They're all limping around. Butler's hurt. Tatum's hurt. Everybody's hurt. And you want to see teams go full strength because you want to see your superstars on the court, on the field. Nothing's more disappointing with San Francisco when they played the Eagles and didn't have quarterbacks, right? The you know you know the Forty Winers when they when they lost their quarterbacks, uh, they were all complaining uh, like it's our fault they didn't have another guy ready to go. I don't, Tommy. I get the, the the technical aspects of it. I got it. Relax. But I hope you had a great Memorial Day and got everything in that you wanted to. I hope you relax and charge your batteries. Uh, tonight's game. If you watched, you just saw some unbelievable athletic play by Butler again. That's just the cat that refuses to lose. Butler tells you before the game he's going to beat you. He's that rare breed that after the game ended game six in Miami, he's at the presser telling people that he's going to will it for game seven at the Garden. He don't care. And he's, he's, he's telling you, you know, Joe Namath, here we are. We're going to win. And he goes out and backs it up. I don't know how certain athletes do that and then go and perform at that level with that defense. I mean, the the garden crowd screaming defense, defense was deafening through the TV. I can't imagine what it was like to be in the garden and have to make a shot, you know, but they kept answering and just deflates, you know, Boston, who shot just terrifically tonight. I think they shot 22% from three. Uh, the Heat, 50. I have always maintained, always maintained, build your team around threes. And everybody that knows me and a little bit of basketball knowledge I have knows I'm consistently saying, hey, put the best three-point team out on the court. And most often, not, that'll be the team to survive uh, or move on. Tatum tonight was one for four from three. Smart, one from six. You know, the rest are one, nine, two, nine. Why read the names from three? 22% is 22%, right? And there's the game. It was uh, not an exciting game. I mean, it was, it, it lacked tempo. 
but the players are holding the shorts. They can't run up and down the court. They're, they're, I heard it was 93 in the garden. That may or may not be true. Speaking of the garden, is it really true that the Celtics last won a NBA championship in 2008? I had to look that up three times. So it is true. Because I did, <laughs> did look it up because I couldn't believe it. And I also couldn't believe it's been 83 for the Sixers. Uh, so now we're starting between the Flyers and the Sixers, starting to put a little different shadow around those two t- franchises. huh? But that's, uh, that's a drought. You know, 83 is a long time. If the Sixers want to get colossally sick, just review this season. The window was there. The window was wide open. This was the postseason where the Sixers had a direct ticket, you know, it was in their lap. If they if they wanted it, if they were maybe in better shape, if they were better coached, whatever, team basketball instead of individual. But you watch the Celtics tonight, they were all individual. I mean, I personally, I'm, I'm not going to say they stink, but they, when they rev up and they're hitting – but every team, when they're hitting a three, looks great, right? But when they're not – when you don't have three – momentum early it's hard to develop so you know the team that comes out and they're fluent with the three seems to stick with it the team that's you know all of a sudden are two for 15 you know they're going to have trouble the rest of the game and it just seems to fall suit that way so live and die by that but it's heat and uh, denver you're inclined to say denver 4-0 but not with this coach if butler's healthy they're, they're going to take some games, certainly their home games, although home court doesn't mean a whole lot. Well, let's not invest too much time in basketball, a sport that I very I know very little about. Boy, last time I, Chad and I dove into basketball, I think it was last Monday, did we ever get picked apart? <laughs> I think we I think we got like three things right and like 25 things wrong. Hey, we swung the bat. We, we got in there. We tried. All right, you know our lackluster Phillies. Do you want to talk about – Wheeler looked like an ace for sure. You know, top of 98, steady all the way through. Do you want to talk about Nola's six runs and eight hits and, you know, three home runs and not looking anything but an ace? You know, do you want to talk about the uh, 2-1 game or the 11-4, you know, loss? 2-2, two and two, could have been worse, could have been 1-3, 0-4, of course, but they also could have gone 3-1, and 4-0. You know, they're the team that trails. I'm not super impressed right now with Atlanta. It's a team that actually has a worse defense than the Phillies. Is that saying something? And it's a team that strikes out as much as the Phillies. They're very top-heavy. The top four hitters are just terrific. But the Atlanta lineup now, you're talking about, you know, consecutive years where you gave up your uh, your best hitters. So, you know, Swanson is, is really tilts the tower a lot, and they haven't replaced the two guys that they've lost. I respect Atlanta, of course. I think they'll win that division. It wouldn't shock me if somebody makes a run at it. Doesn't I saw people at lunch today, and they said, you know, do you expect the Phillies to make a run? And, well, if they buy a pair of track shoes, maybe they, they make a run. But, again, it's, what's changed? They're... They're three under 500, and what are they playing like? A team three under 500. What have they been playing like the last four years? A team 50 games under 500. That's what their record is against the better teams. 
nothing's really changed. This is a team that's below league average and ERA runs scored per game defense. That's the current version of the Phillies. I can't shine that. That's who they are. Yeah. Walker had a nice game. If you want to say that six innings, but 10 hits can't get too crazy about that. Uh, Kimbrell with his 400th, uh, career save hats off a uh, round of applause for him. Very well, nice job. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, our boys, the, the Turner Schwarber fan club. Yeah, they broke out. You're right. I mean, they did. They had five hits. Come on now. Let's, let's give the devil his due. I mean, they had five hits in Atlanta. Hey, watch out. Come on now. Give them, you know, props, five hits. I mean, you know, Schwarbs was uh, three, four, 18, was it? No, that was that was uh, Turner. Yeah, Schwartz was two for 13. A couple walks in there and a bomb. Could have had a couple more. And Turner, he was uh, three for 18. It was 166 last four games. Impressive. Combined, they were, oh, gee, five for 31. 161. How about that? So they're back for sure. How about this on a, on a more serious note? Well, that was serious. They're about 161 in Atlanta. Nothing not serious about that. But how about this recent stat that you won't believe? If I told you right now that Turner's play at shortstop, not his seven errors, okay? And by, by the way, talk about somebody who's got off the hook on a few errors that he has been charged with. But how about this? If I told you Turner's defensive run say by now you guys are kind of getting that, you know? It's a fairly simple metric it's you know opportunities to make plays where you don't and run score defensive run save did you save a run with the nice play routine play or a nice play did you allow runs to come in by not making a routine play or booting a ball or making a bad throw and people so i was on the radio friday and i had to, the old geezer on uh and he was telling me that you know the jackson analytics guy and that's that is so subjective no, it's not so subjective at all. But do you believe Turner now is a negative 7 DRS? I mean, he's never been a negative 7 for the season, although he came into town with a negative DRS. But he's a negative 7 now at one at the one-third pole. He could end up, like, easily minus 15 for the season. I mean, that's what it projects more than that, right? But let's cut him a break. That's disastrous, okay? And where he's going to go with this batting average and everything else. I don't know how high he can – how high do you do you, uh, raise uh, 250 uh, and the rest of the slash with it? I mean, if I told you what he had to do to get to 310, you, you, you wouldn't believe it. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do that for the next uh, next show, which will be tomorrow morning. This bothers me a little bit. Hector – Norris, okay. Hector Hector Norris with the members of the Phillies, eight years. His ERA was 3.42, eight years combined. He's with Houston now this season. ERA, 1.25. Take note. Take stock of what I'm saying. Write it down. I want you to send this podcast to everybody you know that's wondering why players leave the Phillies and get better with other organizations. Now, this is a trend. I'm not cherry-picking. I say, well, every team's got a few each way. 
We got players that come in here and don't play anywhere near their stats at the back of the baseball card. And we got players that leave here and remarkably improve. And, yeah, that is a stark trend. Zach Eflin, seven years here, 4.49. Seven years now. Hector was eight years. Go on, that that's longevity. He is right now with Tampa one year, 3.17. That's Zeflin, okay? And, boy, do we miss him. I'm saying Zeflin. It's Eflin. David Robertson, I think I said his name correctly. Phillies, two years, 3.30 ERA. I thought we should have kept the guy and signed him, give him the money. And right now, 1.41. 3.30 previous two years, 1.41 with the Mets. Uh, Kyle Gibson, could we use another starter? Two years for the Phillies, 5.06 ERA. This year with Baltimore, 3.82. And last but not least, how about that? Uh, Vince Velasquez, six years with the Phillies. He gave up on him completely, remember? Old Vinny V, he was had that one game where he struck out like 48 batters. Anyway, six-year ERA, 4.93. And with Pitt this year, 3.86. So Hector Nowers, 3.42 over 1.25. Eflin, 4.49 over 3.17. Robertson, 3.30 over 1.41. Gibson, 5.06 over 3.82. And Velasquez, 4.93 over 3.86. You do the math and text me at 609-828-5569, why that trend exists, or if you want to talk about any other players that have exited Philadelphia and gone on to uh, greener pastures elsewhere because it's quite common. Now, you notice these were all pitchers. Uh, one of the future shows will do hitters. Oh, stop. Don't bring me up Mickey Moniak. Well, maybe we will, but it, he doesn't have a sample size yet. But it happens with position players, too. It's alarming, and nobody's talking about it. Something is going on. Something is going to hell on. I don't know what it is. I'm not a pitching coach. I don't know much about pitching, uh, even from an observation standpoint. But something is definitely going on. You can't have five players, okay, that have ERAs much higher and have these same five players be that effective this year. It, it points to something. And we're, we're, we're going to figure that out together. Phillies resume uh, against the Mutts uh, Tuesday, and uh, we'll be covering uh, the game uh, tomorrow night. You'll be getting it Wednesday morning, as you will get this show on Tuesday morning. So that's it for Speaking of Sports, the daily edition. Once again, uh, hope you had a great Memorial Day. I hope you thanked the veteran for their services, because I sure did. And uh, really, it dwelled a little bit in my uh, my meditation garden about those that have served and what it all means. That's compelling stuff, man, because I never served, and I, part of me feels guilty for that. Have a great Tuesday, and God bless. Make a difference today, right? Get it done, make a difference. Move the needle, and uh, we're going to talk to you in a bit. Over now.